Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Four Guys in a Comic. Although this week, it's two. It's Alex and I. But that does not stop us from having one of the most amazing interviews come back onto our show for a second time. Uh, None other than Mr. Mike Allred. Sir, thank you for coming back on. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Oh, sure. So I I did good last time, eh? You did. You did. You made the second round, brother. (laughs) <laughs> you're here <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah no you are one of probably i think it's safe to say that of all four of us on the podcast you're probably up there in one of our favorite artists um we absolutely love your work and your art and everything that you and your wife do and it just you guys are amazing um that being said how's it been going you know you're a couple months off of silver surfer now you've got uh, uh, apparently some creator own stuff coming up pretty soon, I believe. How's it been going? Uh, never better. Just totally lit up. I, I'm, I can't believe how fortunate and satisfying everything has been going the past couple of years. It's just really been bliss. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. So, you know, kind of going into straight into what you've done recently and stuff, um, I think my biggest question, just because I was such a big Silver Surfer fan, how does it feel not to be, like, I mean, a few months out of Silver Surfer now and not be, that was your regular thing for a while? Like, uh, do you ever miss it? Oh, sure. But at the same time, um, it, it we told exactly the story we wanted to tell. I mean, uh, this when you reread it, you can see that we planned it intricately. It, it's definitely... Uh, I can't think of a more satisfying project I've ever been a part of because um, when when we uh, got a little behind, there was never any pressure from Marvel uh, to have a, a fill-in artist or anything. Um, so I, I was able to draw every single page, um, be able to see it completely through from beginning to end. Um, so it, it, it was satisfying on that level. Very feeling very fulfilled, but there was also a, a countdown involved. So you know, I would know there's you know ten more issues, nine more issues, eight more issues, and and there were so many things that we had planned that circled everything back and 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 all these Easter eggs and stuff that I would get excited um, at each stage, but also excited to to finish it to just kind of tie this bow on it. So um, I think it was ultimately so satisfying that I haven't really been able to feel any kind of sense of loss because it it was, we just, you know, it's like making a touchdown, I guess you just, you know, you don't miss running the ball. You're you made the the touchdown and, and that's how it felt. Just like, Oh, this, we did exactly what we wanted to do. Very cool. So, uh, you know, everyone's kind of been like, asking and wondering what is that are we ever going to get a nominee of it or do you know anything about it or is everyone just going to keep hoping and wishing <laughs> well it i'm i'm actually surprised that one hasn't uh been put in the works yet uh, every, pretty much everything i've done has gotten the omnibus treat treatment and this is certainly one of the more successful um and celebrated things that i've ever been a part of so um I, i'd be shocked if it didn't happen i'm incredibly confident that it's going to happen. I'm just not exactly sure when. 
Yeah, we're we've all been waiting on some Dan Slot omnibuses, whether it be Spider Man, Silver Surfer, like there hasn't really been much of anything for for his writing, so yeah, hopefully we can get well. Mo- most of most of what he's done is quite lengthy. Um, yeah, that's true. I kind of work in bursts, and so it's it's kind of easy to. I, I think my biggest omnibus is just over a thousand pages, um, and so yeah, it, it's it's just a, easier to just kind of consolidate what I've done because I kind of do these, you know, bam, bam, bam. But Dan, I, I think I'm not sure, but didn't he? Dude, the longest run on Spider-Man of I believe so. I believe so, yeah. But I'm hoping that since his run on Spider-Man is about up and he's going to move on to Iron Man, I'm really hoping that once it's completed, then they'll finally announce some Spider-Man stuff and maybe the Silver Surfer. And I, There's a lot of people who have been clamoring for, for Silver Surfer and even his Spider-Man run for years now. Um, yeah. So So hopefully we see that. But speaking of omnibuses... Is it true that everything that was collected in Madman Gargantua and Madman Atomica are those going to be combined into one Omni? Or... No. Oh. <laughs> that that would be insane. How would you even read it? How can you lift it? Oh, well, I mean, man. look at the Fourth no, World Omni. That Fourth World Omni is like sixteen hundred pages. Yeah, you know, I've I've got every New Gods collection ever made, and um, I- including that one. And it's like, okay, I, <laughs> did it's, I really need huge. to have this? Yeah, yeah I I actually answer is yes, I did need to have it, but but I prefer <laughs> the uh, the, um, the the four volume edition yep. that came out a few years ago. That's my favorite, uh, not just because it's easier to you know <laughs> read them, you know, if you're if, if you're holding it or something, but also the paper, the paper was really great. It had kind of this toothy, almost pulp, but like super quality pulp paper. And my favorite production of any collection um, with that stuff. Yeah. In fact, when, when they do these collections, I wish they wouldn't recolor them. I wish they would just scan the original comics. Cause yeah. I, I like the, you know, the off register printing and, and the, the look of the pulp of the paper and stuff. I, It'd just be a no-brainer to just to scan the comics and collect them in a big, beautiful hardcover book. Agreed. Um, yeah, actually, what I'm doing with the Fourth World is because I don't know if you're aware, but there was like a printing error um, with yeah. the Fourth World Omnibus. Yes. So they're they they're doing a thing now where they said, you know, oh, if you rip off the front cover of the book no. and then ship us the book back, we'll send you a brand new copy of the fixed reprint. Um, so I actually had a friend of mine, his name's Sal. He did that. He ripped off the front cover, sent the front cover into him and he was left with this massive book. And he goes, what do you, I was like, dude, I'll buy it. I think I, he charged me like 25 bucks, sent me the book. I'm actually going to custom bind it into two volumes to make it much more readable. <laughs> oh, Cause that's a I don't, good idea. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the reprint. And then I'm also not having to shell out, you know, a, a bunch of money for it. I paid 25 bucks, and then whatever it cost me to bind it, and uh, I'll have a nice little two volume set, and it'll be it'll be nice like that. But uh, uh, yeah, so I got kind of lucky with that one. But um, speaking of kind of like reprints and things, so is will we ever see a, a reprint or anything of Gargantua or Atomica? Because those books, as I'm sure you're aware, are out of print. And the, for collectors, they they go for pretty pricey 
amounts these days. Um, so is there ever yeah. a possibility actually, of seeing those? Well, um, yeah, we, I, I was actually going to bring that up when this it was brought up, but uh, we and anyway, so veering back. Um, no, what we're going to do is uh, a um, kind of a Snap City library, everything chronologically. Um, so the the you know oversized, super high end printing, but uh, uh, not so thick. So, okay. for instance, um, so Gargantua and Atomica would more likely be like three or four volumes. But also a lot of the other stuff, like we're going to try to get the uh, collections, and uh, not collections, crossovers in there for the first time. Um, and also all of the, uh, uh, there, there's a bunch of other little things here and there that, and uh, um, yeah. So it, it's a Snap City Library or the complete Madman Atomics. We haven't figured out what to call it yet, but um, yeah, it's going to be a really nice, a multi-volume library. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, Any idea cool. when when the, it'll start potentially dropping, like into this year, beginning of next year? No idea yet. Um, probably sometime next year. Um, we just I just started talking about it to Image, and I I I'm super busy with these other things right now, and I really want to, uh, you know, I I could just throw it to somebody and you know, have them design it stuff. But I, I, I enjoy doing that stuff. I like that putting awesome. all the design material together and, and, uh, like, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm thinking probably maybe this time next year, it would, oh, would wow. probably be likely. That is going to be amazing. I, do you know, is it going to kind of drop? Sorry for all the questions. I'm just, I'm a hardcover collector, so I'm just very, I love this stuff. <laughs> so are you going, is it all going to kind of drop as like a box set or is it going to be like, we're going to drop a volume this month and a few months, another volume will drop type thing. Yeah. That, that's kind of what we need to figure out. Cause gotcha. I think, um, I personally would like to just have it all available immediately. That um, would be amazing. That that's just me. Like I want it all now. Um, but we're also talking about um, uh, potential like slipcases, and so like if we did like a super deluxe slipcase library, or or you could buy them without the slipcases individually. Um, yeah, these are the things we have to figure out. Oh my god, that's gonna be amazing! All right, I cannot wait. I want to. I want like a remote like click and fast forward to this time next year. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be incredible. All right, that's awesome. So you kind of said you've been working on a lot of other. What are you currently working on? If you can talk about it or hint at. Well, some things I can talk about. Others are still in top secret mode, just because. Uh, um, well, one thing in particular is pretty much like a lifelong passion wish project that's happening even better than I could have imagined it, and we. Uh, it's taking, it's going to take me the better part of a year to finish it. And we, when we announce it, we want it to be close to release. One of my pet peeves is I go into a movie and then they show the trailers and I'll see a trailer for a movie that I really want to see. And it doesn't come out for a long, long time. 
Yes. And then by the time it comes out, I'm like, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it, I don't like that. I, it, well, it goes back to the, I want it now kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. And so oh, when yeah. we, when we announce it at, when, when, especially with comics, um, the announcement is, is usually when the enthusiasm is the most, um, peaks. And of course, then you want to time that with solicitations and have everything work out as good as possible. And then bang, there it is. So I, I, I find that the more I talk about something, especially something as epic as this, that's so far away. Um, it's best not to just reveal what it is just yet. Fair Although enough. I, I, I I really, really want people to know what I'm doing because <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Um, and uh, and then I also have a, a, a new, an all-new creator-owned entity. It's my first solo um, creation since Red Rocket 7, I, I think. I'm pretty sure. And, um, well, wait, no. Yeah, wait. <laughs> the Atomics came after Red Rocket 7. So since since the atomics the the and it fits in the whole universe like the characters in this new series could meet Frank Einstein and it girl and you know the whole gang awesome. so, but it's 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 my new uh entity in in that area that I like to play in and then um what I can talk about which is right in front of me is um I'm doing the spectacular Spider-Man annual number one with Chip, and so I can't talk about that. And and I, I just did the uh, Adam Warlock um, book too, which that also this, this is just crazy to me because for years and years I literally for years anybody that would listen to me at Marvel would be like I really want to do Adam Warlock, I really want to do Adam Warlock, <laughs> and um, they'd be like oh yeah that'd be cool, and, but it, the opportunity never happened, and then. You know the whole, the whole thing about the uh, squeaky wheel getting the oil. Um, Tom Brevert finally called me up and was like, "Okay, I know you want to do Warlock. You, you ready now?" And it's like, "Yes." So nice. that happened, and and it was a trip too. Jerry Duggan wrote wrote this uh, super cool script that where I was pretty much able to draw him in every single incarnation, and and uh, it was so fulfilling. Loved loved it. So he's having the best time. No, that's something that's so cool, too, because I remember last time you were on the podcast, we asked you about it. You brought up Adam Warlock. Me and you, uh, through Twitter and stuff, we talk about Adam Warlock stuff randomly. When I found out you were doing Adam Warlock, I was so stoked that you finally got to do the book. (laughs) Like, that was, like, definitely, like, all right, this is cool. It's kind of ironic that we talked about it, like, a year ago, but it's happening. I cannot wait to see this character. And you really did a good job drawing him through the different times, you know, uh, through uh, Avengers versus Thanos to, uh, you know, Thanos rebirth through all the gauntlet scenes, everything else. It was just like, you did a really good job on it. And I really liked like the, the style with it. It's something that I've always thought about. And it's like, Oh, you know what? It's Adam Warlock going to look like done by all red. And uh, you hit it out of the park, man. It looked really, really good. Um, it kind of reminded Thank me you. a lot of the uh, styling and stuff from the uh, original, uh, I don't know if it was Marvel Premiere or was it Marvel Presents, uh, Adam Warlock number one and stuff. All that art, it, it reminded me of just like that style and it brought me back and I was just like, this is cool. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, it, 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 I, I'm not shy about saying what I would like to do because it tends to... <laughs> You know, shake some trees where 
I'll then hear, well, hey, I heard you wanted to do this. And so that's largely how the past few years have been for me, just being able to, you know, check off the list of dream projects. And when you do hear what this super big involved graphic novel I'm doing is, because it's, it's not a series, it's going to be bang, and there it is, super high end in a slipcase. When you hear what it is, you're going to be like, oh, of course. <laughs> of course that's what this is he's talked about this just we're sick of hearing him talk about this so yeah it's that kind of thing that's cool. so we need to go back and just read your twitter feed for the last few years and see like <laughs> <laughs> but that's nice. cool no that's that's really cool i'm excited to see what's happening now um talking about you and chip now um it's kind of funny because when we interviewed Chip Zdarsky, he said he wanted to do Silver Surfer when you were doing Silver Surfer on it. Uh, <laughs> and so it's kind of cool now to see that y'all are doing uh, this Spidey annual together. Yeah, this is very Jay Jonah Jameson-centric. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. It, it, it's fun. It sounds like it's going to be fun. So... Wait, I, I'm not 100%, but have you ever done a, you've never done a Spider-Man book before, or have you? I actually have. Um, ironically, it was uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> so every 20 years I'm going to do a Spider-Man annual. I, I, I think it was, this was 96 when I Untold Tales, I'm almost positive, it was Untold Tales Annual 96. Um, pretty, pretty much anyway, but that was with, uh, Kurt Busiek and Joe Sennett inked me on that. Oh, cool. That's really oh, cool. Wow. Actually, that was <laughs> right? you want to get close to insane. Silver Surfer yeah, had... right there. Oh, it, well, it, it was like my favorite thing with Spider-Man is when he's messing with the fantastic four and that's what that was. It, so it was like, yeah, baby. And then, uh, Joe Sennett inking me, I was like, is, is this really happening? Right, it's and, pinch me. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm covered with bruises from pinching myself. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, how was it working with uh, Chip on this title? Um, so far, so good. <laughs> now, yeah. now I'm in the stage where, like, I have the full script. So um, now it's where he's going to start seeing pages and hope he'll like like what he sees. Um, but yeah, I, I, we first met him at Emerald City Con about three years or so. We were uh, right near each other because um, I just worked with Matt Fraction, and he was there with Matt Fraction. And we love Matt and Kelly Sue. And so it, Chip w- was just this really funny, fun guy. And and then I and then I you know been uh, noticing what he's been writing, and it's like, wow, this this is somebody I really want to play with, and. So here we are. The different thing about this is um, it's, you know, it's a one and done. So right. um, obviously I'd like, I'd like to do more with him. Um, but it couldn't have, again, just because of the things that, that I have on my plate, it couldn't have been timed more perfectly. Um, at least as far as just getting to work with him and not feel the pressure of having to juggle these other things at the same time. Or, have to pass on it because, you know, like I couldn't commit to a series right now. And um, so it was perfect that bang here. How about an annual? It's like, yeah, this is, this is ideal. Very cool. Very cool. So it's kind of weird too. I mean, I guess there might be more chances for you. I mean, 
with uh, Chip signed a uh, Marvel exclusive deal, I guess, recently or something like that. And I know uh, you'll probably yeah. still be around for a long time, so I'm sure there's a lot more opportunities in Marvel for you to work with him. Well, yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, in a, in a few months, I'll, my schedule will open up a little bit. Um, and he's definitely somebody I, I would I would want to keep working with. Very cool. So, um, you know, you did a book with DC, I guess it's with this whole, the, the imprint and everything. You did Bug. And um, how was that working on Bug? I mean, I don't think that we talked, last time we talked to you, that it was before it came out or anything. So, you know, I kind of want to catch up with you on it. But uh, with Bug and everything, how was that? Did you, uh, I mean, has it been everything that you wanted so far? Or are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I, I just I just wanted to tie a bow on one thing we're talking about as far as Chip goes. Oh yeah, my enthusiasm for working with him also stemmed from a lot of uh, envy because one of our best friends in the business is Joe Quinones, and my favorite stuff that Chip has wrote has been with Joe, and um, so it's like I finally get to be you know play in their sandbox. That's cool. So so that that would uh, further explain my. Like there are a lot of writers that I really enjoy their work and want to work with, but every once in a while there are people that I just get super pumped up about the prospect. And and um, Joe Quinones working with Chip had a lot to do with that super amplified over the top enthusiasm for it. And as far as Bug, here again, just a, another thing where he got to do everything exactly the way we had planned. Um, this was uh, my older brother Lee and I uh, had this. Um, idea for uh, kind of a Jack Kirby's DC Greatest Hits um, project using Bug as this vehicle, who's this character that we've loved since childhood. In fact, um, we used to take guitar lessons at James Ray Studios in Roseburg, Oregon, and he had like a waiting room. So until when it, you, if you were there before your turn to, for your lesson, and in this case, Leah and I would go together, you know, because mom and dad would drop us off. And so one of us had to wait a half an hour. Whoever, you know, went first, the other one had to wait. So we would both have to wait for whoever was finishing up, and then one of us would have to wait while the other one had their lesson. Fortunately, James Ray had a stack of comic books, and so you could sit outside of and, and read comics. And he had, uh, this is the first place I ever saw New Gods. And so every week, I uh, would go through the comics, but I kept going back to these same same ones, and Lee did too. And number nine is where Buck is introduced. Now, this is before there were comic book stores, and so if you didn't get a comic book, um, you know, right off the the rack, or if your friend didn't have it, you weren't going to see it. And so we would just see this week after week, and and would just you know beg beg our guitar teacher, <laughs> please let us have this. We'll we'll get you some new comics. And he's like, yeah. And finally we talked him into it and we got it. But so there was this super crazy passion for it. And, you know, when you want something so bad and it's just dangled there and, uh, you know, it, it, it was, and we're too honest to like stick it in our guitar case and take off. And <laughs> uh, he eventually gave it to us. But, and, and at that point it was just this real precious treasure. You know, it was, all raggedy because everybody would read it. But um, so when uh, George Way with his young animal uh, imprint um, was talking about, you know, what, what would, uh, what would we want to do, you know, with young animal? Um, 
we had several ideas, and every single one of them involved Buck, the forger. <laughs> and, and so, but the idea that flew was um, a six-issue series that would tie up the loose ends of all these Jack Kirby projects that he had at DC. Um, there, there was the DC first issue specials, and and uh, at the end of it, like Alice, for instance, or uh, his um, Modern Manhunter. And at the end, it would say something like, if you like this, write in and tell us and we'll make more. Well, they never made more. And so there would kind of be these cliffhanger things. And OMAC, which, uh, you know, went for several issues, also had kind of this non-ending. And so this was the perfect vehicle for us to take this character who we adored, you know, Forager, from the New Gods, and um, use him as the vehicle that would tie the uh, loose ends up on all of these, these other Jack Kirby um, projects, these more obscure things. And because they were more obscure, we were able to just go crazy with them and, and had a great time. And there again, um, we were able to beginning and make exactly what we set out to do. And of course it wasn't as, but six issues, not as epic as the 30 uh, individual stories for silver surfer, but um, it was just, really great and satisfying to get in there and just you know rock it how we wanted it no definitely that was something okay i didn't finish the series um i think i read one through three and i own all the rest of them i just got caught up and i haven't read them yet um but just like going into it i was not super familiar with new gods bug forger or anything and i feel like in issue one and two i was just like what is going on right now like being a new person (laughs) to it just like completely clueless i'm like is it wait like what like okay there's uh all kinds of things going on to like is there time travel going on to are we going back in time what's going on you know and um the further you went on through it you figured out more and more and overall it was really cool like reading through those first three i mean even someone who wasn't like super familiar with uh new god's bug or anything else it was still a fun comic to jump into I'm really. This is something where I'm really excited about the trade because um, it, it definitely is something that you want to, uh, you know, just completely um, submerge yourself in. It, 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 we employ a lot of dream logic, and um, and uh, like you said, New Gods isn't crazy famous, and Bug was only in a couple of right. of New Gods, but for but for us, we read those issues over and over again week after week you know at 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 the guitar studio so um it's really weird how they made this enormous impression on us but uh well i I hope you'll really like when you read the whole thing because i i just found it really uplifting and and energizing and and fulfilling so um and most of the reactions we've gotten have, have express that so very satisfying very cool so um i guess that leads into my next question you were doing you know you did work at marvel you didn't uh, work with uh young animal and everything um what was it like like i guess juggling between the two companies because sometimes i feel like you know uh, they're not always like super friendly to people branching off and working on two different companies at one time i mean you may have more notoriety than some of the newer guys. Like, I mean, Chip Zdarsky has signed an exclusive deal. We have Bendis signing with DC now and stuff. Well, what was it like for you jumping back and forth between the two? 
I've never had a problem with it. And I've, and the editors I've worked with have never seemed to have a problem with it either. You know, I came up in the business the same time Joe Quesada did. And um, when he got the editor-in-chief gig at Marvel, you know, I just called him up. It was like, because I, I, I read an interview where he was talking about the things he wanted to do and the spirit he wanted to bring to the company. And keep in mind, Marvel had had some rough years prior to that. And so they were, they kind of like rolled the dice with Joe and it was like, Hey, you know, we got nothing to lose, do something. And he'd had some success with Marvel Knights. And so the, the way he talked about um, the spirit he wanted to bring to the books was like, man, I want to do some of that. And so I called him up and I was like, hey, this sounds like a very fun party. I, I would like to invite myself. And he was like, absolutely. Sure. And, um, let me just talk to some of the editors and let's see what we can do. And and um, then I immediately got phone calls from uh, several editors who were like, what are you into? What do you like to do? Or would you be interested in this? And I got a call from Axel Alonzo and he was like, look, I was just talking to Peter Milligan, who I had worked with fairly recently doing a Shade to Change a Man story and uh, is a writer I've really loved. And he's worked with uh, one of my favorite artists, Brendan McCarthy, on all this crazy, fun, cool stuff, Freak Wave and Rogan Gosh. So um, so he says, Peter Milligan's right there. My ears prick up. And then he's like, we're going to create all new X-Men. Uh, we're going to take the X-Force title and just create all new uh, Marvel Mutants. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to create some new Marvel <laughs> Mutant characters. And so it, it just came together just exactly like that then getting with peter and while i was on the phone with axel um this was a really fun uh conversation a lot of ideas thrown around and and while on the phone i actually just started doodling and created about half the original characters right there and in, in like a half hour just on this little piece of paper that was by the phone and um it yeah so it just it just took off. And then, and keep in mind at the same time, I was finishing up the atomics. And, and one thing I got away with was I have a character named uh, metal man. And he mentions having a long lost brother. Well, guy Smith, Mr. Sensitive, AKA um, the orphan is his long lost brother. So I have a, a Marvel character that I created that is the brother of a character that I own in the, Atomics universe, Madman universe. So just being able to do stuff like that and get away with it or, and even be encouraged, like, oh, that's fine, that's cool. I was given a lot of uh, ownership and rights to the characters we were creating, certainly not as much as characters I own outright, but um, still in, encouraging. And um, so it always felt like everybody I was working with was happy that I was there and weren't were never concerned or threatened by whoever else I, or whatever else I might be working on. And around the same time, I was doing stuff uh, with uh, Dark Horse and DC. Well, first of all, Jamie um, Jamie S. Rich is one of our very, very, very best friends. He's uh, been the editor for almost all of my career and own stuff, uh, certainly since Red Rocket Seven. And um, since uh, Bob Shrek was my editor on Mad Men, before that, Jamie was Bob's assistant editor. And so we've just been really tight with Jamie ever since. And then he gets this gig at uh, DC and is like rising through the ranks and 
was in charge of, uh, you know, editing um, all of uh, George Young Animal stuff. And so that's that's how that happened. And Gerard and I have been talking about doing something together for, man, years and years and years. And uh, had some vertigo concepts that we threw at Shelly Bond and stuff, and that never really took off. And so Young Animal was uh, kind of a, a way to, to, you know, scratch that itch to um, not completely co- collaborate with Gerard, but at least to some extent with, you know, bringing Bug there. And at the same, and because of the scheduling, for whatever reason, they wanted to bump it up. I was hoping to start Bug about four months later than the, uh, and I w- was so into it. And so we agreed on this uh, date. And it was, so it would have, the first issue would have released around the same time as my last issue of Silver Surfer. So they would have kind of overlapped um, or tag teamed um, or passed the baton. <laughs> well, else I could say this, but um, so, but what happened for, I made the mistake of being so enthusiastic about it. I just dove in and I got like the first two issues done super fast and made the mistake of saying, Hey, look, I've got these first two issues done. <laughs> and, um, there, there was like a special Jack Kirby celebration month or something. I can't remember exactly why, but, but they talked me into, uh, moving the schedule up. And so there were several months that every month I had an issue, uh, of bug come out from DC and an issue of silver surfer come out from Marvel. And in the, and in, in also in the same period, I, oh, happy ending to the whole Gerard thing. He knew I was a huge Bruno Premiani Doom Patrol fan. So he wrote this Doom Patrol issue, which completely uh, was very Bruno Premiani-centric. Just like, here you go. This is this is the Doom Patrol you love. I wrote this for you. And it's one of my favorite single issues I've, I've ever done, what, we did, what, what I was able to do with Gerard. And, and then also in the same time period... Lee and I did a issue of Batman 66 meets the Legion of superheroes. So there was a few months there where I had two issues coming out every month. And then there was, uh, there were two months where I had three issues <laughs> and I was like, if I wasn't completely, I know I sound like I'm high all the time, but in this case, I really was, <laughs> I was just so, so in love and alive with what I was working on that I wasn't getting hardly any sleep and I was just making comics, making comics, making comics. And, um, it just was so cool. And then the bam, see them all just kind of come out almost all at once was just the craziest thing ever. That sounds. And I don't, I also, I don't feel like I, I, I feel like I did my best work too. I, it's, um, there, I can show you certain issues over my career. It's like oh, I w- wish I had a little more time with this, or, or I, I didn't, I didn't make this as good as I would like to. But all of these projects over the past, you know, two or three years, I, I'm just so thrilled and satisfied with every single issue. I, I just felt like, man, if I if I work even more, I'll, maybe I'll be even better. So <laughs> just try to, to just get more and more pages done and just found myself, you know, sleeping less and less and less. And I'd be like super excited to like, um, you know, 
I, I get woken up with uh, it's it's a song from uh, the Zombies Odyssey and Oracle album, and it's anyway, it just it wakes me up every day at noon. And when I hear that, it's like here we go again. So <laughs> the song plays, and I'm up and get them make more comics and flinging pages at Laura, and it's it's just the best. Okay, so you know. Would you say right now that you feel like you might be at like your uh, peak moment in comics, or do you feel like you have ways to go still? I, I, here's the, yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel like right now is certainly the new peak. And I thought the old peak was that month where Doom Patrol and Silver Surfer and, and Bug came out. I thought that was it. That, that, that is the ultimate. That is my, career peak right there and there it goes in the rearview mirror i and so i am at a new peak right now what, what's in front of me is like so thrilling for me personally and um so i'm thinking well maybe it's possible there'll be an even bigger peak but i can't imagine what, what that might be uh you know uh, I feel like you always have uh, ways to go. I mean, every time you put out something new in uh, Marvel, I get astounded in new ways. I'm not trying to just, like, you know, toot your horn, but seriously, on a personal level, every time something new comes out, I'm just like, all right, what can he do next? So uh, it's always nice to see you keep going forward. I don't want you to get discouraged, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, like, just in the past few years, I, I can point at several single issues that are that I 10 years before could never have dreamed of achieving that something that that um, like both of my parents are dead now it just kills me that I can't you know look at this one you know I I I'm so proud of this one and and uh, like with Silver Surfer it was issue 11 with with the the loop and Dan and I worked so hard on that it, it was like just having to figure everything out, how to make it work and stuff. And, and I can look at that now and go all that time and effort and concentration and reworking, you know, paid off. And then, um, same thing with this Doom Patrol issue I did with Gerard where, where, I mean, his script was dense. I, I, I think it's easily the, the most intricate script that I've ever gotten. And, Prior, it would have been uh, a Sandman issue from Neil Gaiman that would have been like, dang, it's like reading a novel. But he just wants to make sure that it's completely clear. And, and it, it's it's not like overworking something. It's like um, it, it's making sure that every combination has been dialed. It has that kind of feel to it, like so that you're there, there's just inspiration upon inspiration to take you through each of the panels to figure out if you want to go with this way, then this, then you'll evoke this motion and this emotion. And, um, and so it, it, he just wanted to make sure that everything was crystal clear. And so every time I go back over a panel or a page, I, I'd have to read like a chapter of the novel <laughs> to, to make sure that I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and, um, it was so, uh, right on it it it, it, uh, it it might sound tedious but it was it was just rich it just felt rich and um and so i look 
at that issue now. It's like, it's there, man. It's all there. Whatever you can jam into 22 pages, man, it's right there. And, um, and, and, uh, the, 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 the two Batman issues that I, I did with my uh, brother Lee, the same thing, just each of those one, there's the opening title sequence from the original Batman TV series where you see Batman, and, you know, it cuts to the titles and Batman and Robin come running at you and there's the green background and then the pow pow and all the villains come rushing in and pow pow and they go flying out. We told a story that explains that. It was the last issue of the regular Batman 66 series and, and it's called main title. And it was like every, every childhood daydream from watching that TV series after school every day. It's like, this is it. You know, it just, it, it just completely had that. Yeah, we did it kind of feel to it. And then as an encore, we did the Batman 66 Legion of superheroes issue. So, and, and there were several others too that, that I could point at and go, um, you know, just when I die, just bury me with that one, that one, that one, that one. And wherever I end up, I'll take them with me. So, do you know? Um, I'm I'm assuming because I know the Batman sixty six omnibus is dropping um, in August. Um, so I'm assuming that story will be in the omnibus, correct? Oh yeah. Well, perfect. The, yeah the uh, the main title will, but I I the uh, Legion of Superheroes one won't. I think they're going to do another collection with all the various crossovers. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be cool. I read a couple of like the Green Hornet crossover ones, and those those were a lot of fun. It was Green Hornet, Man from Uncle, Wonder Woman seventy seven. So Batman, mm-hmm. yep, I remember Wonder, Wonder Woman. Carter. Yep, yeah, and and then the Legion of Superheroes. Um, oh, and uh, uh, John Steed and Mrs. Peel, the British Avengers. Um, yeah, so there's there's definitely a, enough material for another big fat collection. Oh, that is awesome! Happy to hear that. Well, I think that's going to about wrap up today's interview. Um, Michael, thank you very much for coming on again. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to throw out the invite right now. Next year around this time, we would love to have you back on. Yeah. Maybe we can discuss that that uh, Ma- uh, Snap City Library and uh, also this uh, secret uh, graphic novel that you're so excited about. Hopefully we can say. have some more information by then. Yeah, if things start Absolutely. happening sooner than later, we maybe we can bring you on a little bit before. Oh, then, yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever, but yeah. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. it when it happens. Okay, and you won't be able to shut me up. No. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on, though. We truly, truly appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again. All right. Thanks for having me. What's going on, folks? That's right. It is Mike from Four Guys in a Comic. I was uh, away last week, but um, I'm here, back in action. And with me, I've got the uh, one and only Matt. Hello. It's just us. It's just us two. Just us two. No Michael, no Alex. Alex is uh, enjoying his little vacation, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just us two. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, how's uh, how, how are things going? Excellent. In the new house, everything's been moved. I'm still slamming into things. Um, no, it's good. Everything's awesome. 
Got the uh, man cave going. Yeah, slowly. no, I, it's officially done. It's put together. It's it's awesome. I'm very very excited. Yeah, yeah. You showed us that uh, that shelf. It's looking pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, I'll have the to do shelf. some uh, panorama uh, view shots. Where oh, it's, it's done. It's now. I got pictures hung. Everything's good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, uh, I guess a couple weeks since I've been on. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy happening. I guess, I guess one of the crazier things we've had happen this week is, um, or this this was it last week? I guess at this point, uh, Donny Cates officially said issue eighteen or sixteen, I believe, is going to be the last one, last Thanos issue. It's coming to a close. I don't want to be the guy who uh, called it out in advance, but I had a I had a feeling that Cates wouldn't be doing too long of a run yet. But he said this is what they planned. It's not like. It's not like uh, Marvel, you know, told them it's over or whatever. It's sort of their decision. They're happy with it. I mean, I was enjoying the shit out of it. I wish it would continue, but, you know, all good things must come to an end, as they say. Yes. Um, I don't know, man. I guess part of my question is, is, is it really up to them? I mean, he says it was, but with all the changes right. going on at Marvel, was it really? Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what what's what he's gonna work on next, and who knows, man. I I trust in him. I, I trust in Kate's. That's what we need. We need uh, shirts that say "In Kate's I Trust." <laughs> yeah, or 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 Kate's Donny Kate's was yeah. right. Show Cyclops what's up. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I'm actually oddly enough looking at the June 2018 Marvel solicitations. They, I guess, must have dropped like earlier in the day today when we uh before we started recording bunch of reboots a bunch of number ones coming up from surprise, marvel surprise um, surprise something called i guess there's a mini series coming out called wakanda forever there's going to be an amazing spider-man issue thor's starting off with number one again still jason aaron though um, well that one okay so that one i can kind of see due to the fact that have you been reading the mighty thor oh no. i have it's actually really good um yeah. With Jane basically on the deathbed. Um, I can see why they would reboot it. It's, it would make sense. That one makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it says Prince of Asgard taking him in a whole new direction. So I guess we're going to have good old Odin's son back. Stuff like Tony Stark Iron Man by uh, that, Dan Slott. Yeah, Pretty that'll exciting. be interesting. I'm, uh, we'll see how that one plays out. Yeah. Immortal Hulk. Okay, okay, sure. Greg Pak, isn't it? Um, no, it's it's oh. Al Ewing. Yeah, weird. Um, Scotty Young's taking over Deadpool writing. Uh, all right, okay. all right. I can see it. I'm down. Colin Bunn coming with the new uh, Deadpool miniseries. Jeff Lemire doing the Sentry. I mean, there's some pretty exciting stuff. That it sounds exciting. We'll see what actually happens. You know, Mark Wade taking over Doctor Strange um you know wolverine's coming back slowly but surely and there's all this infinity stuff going on i'm sure uh i'm sure alex is pretty excited about all that you know jason aaron looks like he's going to be continuing his uh his avengers run pretty cool pretty cool i guess there's some fun stuff coming up i haven't kept up with a lot of marvel but i guess we'll see we'll see how things go donny kate's venom yeah pretty exciting yeah 
Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how Venom plays out after this whole Poison X or whatever the hell they're calling it is over with. What is that? He's uh, uh, something going on with the symbiote? Yeah, it's a, been a. I quit reading it because I couldn't get into it. It's a crossover. Colin Bunn's been doing it, and it's a crossover with uh, the X Men. And I'm not feeling the X Men, so when they do crossovers with characters that I do like, I was trying to read it, and I just I couldn't get into it. And then Rusty was like, "Oh, are you reading X Men?" No. Okay, well, that's why you're missing a lot of stuff, because in order to understand everything that's happening in Venom, you have to read X-Men. Well, I don't want to read X-Men, so... Yeah. Guess you're just going to have to pass on that storyline. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but um, DC's kind of doing something similar. going to have, you know, Hawkman number one, Mr. Robert Venditti writing, Brian Hitch doing artwork, thankfully just art. Um, Scott Snyder's Justice League is going to be starting. You have like, it looks like Bendis's Man of Steel is going to be dropping once a week from May 30th to yeah, it's, July. It's, issue yeah, it's week. supposed to be six issues. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Plastic Man written by Gail Simone. I'm in. I'm in. I'll take a chance with that. And then like, there's all these uh cool crossovers happening. Um, I'm pretty unfamiliar with these, which a lot of people might give me shit for after this. But there's like an Aquaman Jabberjaw special. <laughs> uh, Black Lightning Hong Kong Fooey. Okay, I, I could actually the Flash, see both those. The Flash and Speed Buggy. All right. Super Sun's Dino Mutt. Yeah, I can see those. I don't know. Are those, is that just the, 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 um, the Warner the Bros. Han- crossover Hanna stuff? Hanna-Barbera, yeah. Hanna-Barbera, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I'm so... I'm so ignorant of uh, stuff I shouldn't be ignorant of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, pretty exciting stuff. I guess if I was into single issues, all I care about is the omnibuses and uh, hard I would love but... if they put out like a Hanna-Barbera omnibus collection. I think that would be pretty cool. It's, it's coming for sure. They already did like a hardcover for the first six or whatever that were done. I'm pretty sure once... Uh, next few rounds are done we'll, well yeah, see cause more. i don't think a lot of the issues are uh, or the series are going to have enough issues to have their own mini buses but or maybe a mini but not an omni so maybe if you included like all of them together and just have like the hannah yeah. barbera collection volume one like that would be pretty sweet yeah that'd be pretty sweet we'll see what happens i guess um yeah but i mean speaking of uh omnibuses I'm about, I'm almost done. I was hoping to finish it today, but um, I'm almost done the entire, the second omnibus from Mark Wade's Daredevil. So I started the first one this past week and just could not put it down. That is such a good read. And I forgot how good it was because I'd read um, most of the stuff, all the stuff in the first one and most of the second one. But man, I forgot how good that is. Yeah, I... I... And um, I think anyone who was, a bunch of people used to be mad that Matt, matt murdoch was happy in it or mm-hmm. happier i hope he stays happy man i hope he's still happy in the current series because um i don't know it's just a great vibe well, it's, wade wade got a really good vibe out of matt murdoch. Not just that he's happy i mean there was still some dark shit that happened in that book i mean oh, yeah yeah it was uh it was awesome um i haven't read the entire run i read so there's five um hardcovers oversized hardcovers I've read the first three, so I have two more to go. 
Yeah, it's um, it's kind of cool when he moves to San Francisco and stuff, and he's dealing with. I guess, I guess it's kind of cool the the storyline. Like, I don't know if you read any of the Sons of the Serpent yes, stuff. Yes, I but did. Basically, you know, pretty relevant to to our times now with you know with these white supremacist groups and um, yeah, I mean, Chris Samney's just the shit too. His artwork is always an absolute pleasure to look at. Agreed. Yeah. But um, I mean, Mark Wade in general. I know, you, I know you read Black Widow. I don't know if we ever we talked about it. that. But those twelve issues, man. Um, talk about dark stuff, especially when you start involving kids the way yep. they did in that. Those uh, those little girls. They're fucking monsters. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, no, it was. Uh... It was crazy stuff. And honestly, I didn't think I was going to like it. You were the one that told me I had to read it. I didn't think that I was going to like it. Because I'm like, I'm not a Black Widow fan. I don't really care about Black Widow, whatever. And you're like, no, you have to read this. And I think I read it all in like one sitting. Um, It was that good. It just, there was like cliffhangers at the end of every issue. And it just kept you going. You had to find out what happened next. Yeah, and it's... um. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. I never really got into Black Widow, and I mean, she had a pretty good ongoing when like Edmondson was writing it, and I think Phil Noto was doing artwork. But this was like, especially for Mark Wade and Samney, it was pretty, pretty dark. Agreed. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I'm trying to think. Oh, Sheriff of Babylon. Ah, I will oh, uh, be receiving that tomorrow. Yeah, you you oh my god, it's um so there's a few I have a few problems with Uh-oh. it. And again, um maybe I just don't talk to enough people, but sometimes the way Tom King writes dialogue, it sort of feels awkward and it's like he's he's being a little and again, I'm not judging cuz I can't write a comic for to save my life, but it almost seems like he's being a little too cinematic with it. It comes off a bit weird in the comic book format, but so dark and disturbing i mean and just to think that you know it's probably some like some of the stuff that he delves into is probably some of the lighter things that actually happened um over in baghdad and iraq and afghanistan and all that stuff i can't even imagine how brutal that pla- those those places must have actually been but yeah if you if anyone listening has not read sheriff of babylon highly recommend it highly recommend it. and it's only 12 issues right yeah yeah it's only 12 issues they dropped that deluxe edition there's like two trade paperbacks um but yeah i mean mitch gerard's doing artwork the i've i think he draws the best faces out of anyone anyone in the comic book industry the the raw emotion he gets out of it is uh it's 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 just insane but uh yeah i'm, I'm pretty pretty happy about that one yeah, that'll be one of the the three that I that I'm getting um, tomorrow. Actually, I'm getting four books tomorrow. Damn. Well, yeah, um, I had to treat myself. You know, I was like, I, I need a I need a gift. I need to gift myself something. Um, so I got uh, uh, Sheriff of Babylon, and then I also picked up. Uh, James O'Barr's The Crow Deluxe Edition hardcover. And then I also got nice. uh, 
Brian Michael Bendis's Moon Knight run and hardcover that recently dropped. And then uh, the fourth one that I'm getting is actually, uh, it's arriving tomorrow because dude two days shipped it, which I'm not going to, I'm not mad about. <laughs> I felt bad that he spent that much. Uh, he said it, it was the first time shipping stuff and he didn't realize how to do it. But he's like, whatever, it's my fault. Except I was like, dude, I'll take it. Uh, Big Damn Sin City. That's right, yeah. So Poor guy who has to deliver that, bring that to your door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is in this box, man? Yeah, God, I think man. it weighs over 14 or 15 pounds. Like, when it's, like, packed oh and everything. Um, yeah, that's a great book, though. I love, love Sin City. Seems like something I should probably read <gasps> soon. Dude, let's do it. Let's do a read-through. Yeah, that should be the next thing. I don't know if... I don't think Michael or Alex have read that. I don't think so either. And even if they don't partake, we can just have like a little segment where where we do it. Yeah. Because it's broken down into like arcs. And it, it would be exactly. like the perfect... Yeah. That yellow yeah, bastard. Yeah, it would be and... the perfect read-through. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Let's. I'm let's... down. I'm 100% Let's dive in. into that. Sounds like a plan. All right, that's that's starting up next. So if uh, anyone wants to join along, feel free. Sin City is just the best. One thing I just stumbled upon now, and I really want to know your opinion. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but there's a storyline coming up in the IDW Transformers universe called Transformers Unicron, and it is the grand finale of the Transformers universe Are at you IDW. fucking serious? Dude, that's... Yep. First chapter launches on free comic book day. Okay. <sighs> um, and it will bring about the end of the Transformers universe as we know it. What that, yeah, that Whatever can, that means, that I mean, it may be a clickbait title, because now that I'm yeah. reading the article and they say that, you know, it could be... Yeah. It could just mean a reboot or yeah. whatever. Transformers you know? is, a, is a big sell for them. Yeah, or Phase 3, basically. Correct. Starting Correct. into Phase 3. But IDW also recently lost someone. Um, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but the head, basically, of IDW that helped get a lot of these 80s franchises uh, over to IDW um, has now left the company. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't... I wonder damn. if that's just odd timing, or does that have something to do yeah. with it? I don't know. Um but I will say this, the Transformers run at IDW has been glorious. Um, yeah, I haven't read everything yet. Um, as you know, I have all of Phase 1 um, in hardcover. Yeah. I have Volume 2 of Phase 2 in hardcover because that thing was about to go out of print and I found a cheap one. So I hurried up and snagged it before it was $300. Um so I need to get the other ones for Phase 2. I've read a good portion of it. Um, I love what I read. All together with all of the tie-ins and the minis and everything, that's over 300 and something issues. It's probably pushing 350, 400 issues at this point. Um, so it's definitely had a great, great run. Um, yeah. you, can't, you can't be mad about that. Uh so if it does end, I it had an um, an amazing run that a lot of books, especially today, 
don't get. So you yeah. can't be mad about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 12 years is a damn long time. But um, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with this, what this actually means. And if they decide, you know, if they, it ends up coming back. Um, good news is uh, Alex Milne will be doing the art. So it will at least be extremely pretty. And there's, I mean, there's a picture here of Unicron and <laughs> it's, uh, it's mind blowing. Yeah, he's, uh, Alex is just the best. Yes, he is. So good at drawing Transformers. He is very good. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not too devastated, but I'm excited to dive into that universe, so I guess, once it's all said and done. I'll be, I know I'll be really upset when the day comes when uh, Eastman and, yes. and Laird say that the current TMNT stuff is over. Uh, I'm so far behind, but just knowing they're going to end it at some point, I mean, it has to end, but God, I wish it wouldn't. It's still, it's it still got a while, though. Um, you know, I mean, I think they said that it's going to be going for well over a hundred, a hundred issues. Yeah. I remember years ago when, um, they were at a panel and I was, I think I was at work. Oh yeah. This was years ago for sure. Three or four years ago. And they said, don't worry, everyone, we're going to go up to at least issue 50. And I was so excited because I think it was at 20, mid-20s back then. And now they're, they're creeping up on the triple digits and not even including all the tie-ins and like all these separate. There's just such a grand universe. It's awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah. One other, uh, another piece of news. It looks like Frank Miller's going in deep with DC Comics again. He's got five projects that he's working on now. Really? with dc yeah so one of them superman year one which they uh announced he's doing with john romita jr yeah um he's doing a carrie kelly book uh and a bunch more that i guess they haven't fully revealed yet i'm actually excited but to i mean that. hey he's uh not not giving up not not calling it quits well, that's yet good. and that also makes me think that if that's the case and he's taking on that many books that his health issues um are obviously in check or getting better or you know yeah the fact that he feels that he can yeah which is great to hear um and who knows i mean i like dark knight 3 i don't know if you read it yet but i enjoyed it um for what it was way better than strikes again i have not read dk3 yet but i mean it's uh it was a good sign in terms of you know what 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 miller frank miller's up to in terms of writing uh it seems like he's getting He's definitely getting better, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. But aside from that, I mean, there's a lot of hype, a lot of hype coming up now with Infinity, Infinity War, kind of right around the corner. Been seeing some pictures of uh, of Shazam okay, on set. Okay, hang on. Let Let's talk about Shazam on set real quick. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> For those everyone's listening, Matt just sort of rubbed his eyes and just uh, took a little step back. So, okay. I understand that um you know, Shazam is kind of a, a comedic character, so to speak, because of the fact that it's the mentality of a 12-year-old boy. So you're going to have those 12-year-olds. Okay, so I get it. It's not supposed to be taken very seriously. It's probably going to have more of like a Spider-Man type feel to the writing. Okay, cool. I'm all about it. I think that's awesome. 
I also know um, that Mr. Zachary Levi had been working out like crazy to get in the shape to play Shazam. And then when they released the pictures of the costume of Shazam on set, myself and several other people went, what the fuck? <laughs> Some, I didn't think they were that oh, bad. Someone said it best online. I don't recall who. Um, but someone online said, oh, look, it's Jingle All the Way, part two. And they nailed it. <laughs> that wow. is exactly correct. I guess so. I guess now, now that you give it that description, um, I guess I can see that. I mean, from what I've been reading about it, it seems like they're at least taking a lighter tone with the movie. Um it seems like like Zach described it as Superman meets Big. Yeah, which I like the concept of it. I think the right, but that that costume, dude. Like I know he he put on a lot of muscle, um, which is great. But I feel like yeah. they put him in a muscle suit, and it just looks fucking yeah, weird. Like, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit overdone, and um, I mean. I guess if he has to compete with The Rock, they gotta. Uh, but come puff wait, him up. But, okay, I don't know. Look at Affleck as Batman. He worked out a lot too, got big for the role. And they, when you see him in the in the suit, that's not all him. Like that suit was molded off of a bodybuilder. Yeah, but it doesn't look. Like a muscle suit, like you yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah, this was not they, as they good. Could have gone about it a different way. I remember the first time I saw the cape on the Shazam suit, I was like, "Oh my god, they nailed the cape! This is awesome!" Yeah. And then I saw like the whole suit, and I went, "Oh, he's got like it looks like a Halloween costume." Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the padding, though, it's a pretty good-looking suit. And I'm hoping in motion it'll be, it won't be noticeable that it's really like a puff state sort of thing yeah, going maybe. on. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I think Shazam's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll finally get an ongoing series written by Jeff Johns for Shazam. I mean, that's what everyone's been asking for for like seven years now, eight years almost. Would be nice, but um, we'll see. I guess. Now that you say that jingle all the way to thing, I saw it. It is. I don't recall <laughs> who said it, but it, it, it's 100% accurate. Yeah. 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 And um, I haven't seen anything yet, but isn't that um, Teen Titans show supposed to be starting uh, up soon? Titans, yes. Um, I don't. Hang on. Let me see if they have a release date yet. Titans show. Yeah, uh, I just can't. It's so tough to keep up with all this stuff now. Agreed. Uh, it just says sometime in 2018. It doesn't specify. Something I wanted to ask Alex. I don't know if you 
if he's mentioned this at all, but um, he is he watching that like New Mutants show? Is he still watching Legion? I don't know if that's still going. Uh, Legion season two or three or whatever. I think season two um, is supposed to be starting like really soon. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I also need to watch. I, Happy. Yeah, I, I need to finish Happy. I've only seen like the first two or three episodes of Happy. Um, yeah, season two premiere of Legion is April third. Happy. I've only seen the first two issues of. I've only seen the first two issues, two episodes. I've only seen the first issues, uh, yeah. three episodes of Jessica Jones season two. I need to catch up on that. I've just been so busy, and when I'm not busy, I'd rather read than watch TV. So I've been getting behind on stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you're still fighting off the uh, remnants of that. Uh, yeah, I, something hit me this last week, and, uh, I don't know what the hell it was. I just started, like, coughing in my nose, and I'm just like, oh, why? Yeah. We've had really crappy yeah. weather here. It'll be, like, really nice, and then it'll be freezing the next day, so. That, does, that doesn't yeah, I've help. Been, I've been lucky, I was lucky this winter. It's officially spring, but it doesn't feel no, like it. It was Not 35 here today. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'll pretend I know what that means in Celsius, and uh, we'll go <laughs> yeah, that's cold, man. Three degrees above freezing. Yeah, let me just uh, whip out that math equation, figure out what that actually means. So I'm looking at this Titans thing, and it looks like episode five is going to be called the Doom yes. Patrol. Yes, there was there was talks oh, about that. They are bringing in the Doom Patrol. Oh, so I good. don't know what, like what uh, lineup of the Doom Patrol, because they have like you know silver. Yeah, so age, far it looks like they've the cast Morrison. Elastigirl, yeah. um, Robot Man, and Negative Man. For those of you that don't know, Negative Man is actually a pretty fascinating character. He, it's um, it's a male at least in morrison's run i don't know what the original character's traits were but in graham morrison's run the negative man is a female and male that got fused together and became this genderless gender fluid whatever the politically correct term is nowadays uh and yeah i I wonder i wonder if that's the path they're gonna take or who knows i'm excited for it i guess if they got the doom patrol coming in this will be a show that i actually care uh, i have a little more incentive to watch i think you'd want to watch but it anyway, i say that just and i've said titans. that before and then the show comes out and it turns out there's no time all right everyone that's going to end this episode of four guys in a comic we want to thank mike allred for joining us on today's episode and we want to invite you guys to go check out our facebook give us a like and also go to our twitter at four the number four guys in a comic and give us a follow. All right, check us out every Saturday. We'll see you next week.